Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Meniere disease found under the ear, nose, and throat section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 26-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for severe dizziness spells. Her dizziness is described as the room is spinning, and it typically lasts a few minutes. Her symptoms are associated with nausea and ear ringing. At times, she feels like her left ear has decreased hearing. She denies any lightheadedness or palpitations. Physical exam is unremarkable. She is referred for audiometry testing and was urged to decrease her salt and caffeine intake. She is prescribed meclizine for symptomatic improvement. Let's continue with an introduction to Meniere disease. As a general overview, this refers to an inner ear disorder leading to paroxysmal vertigo, tinnitus, and sensory neural hearing loss. In terms of the demographics, it tends to affect patients between 20 and 40 years of age. In terms of the anatomic location, this disease affects the inner ear labyrinthine system, and risk factors include a family history. With regards to the pathophysiology, this is due to excessive fluid buildup in the endolymphatic system for unclear reasons. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include episodic vertigo with rotatory spinning or rocking sensation, sensory neural hearing loss, which is typically fluctuating, tinnitus, which is typically low pitch, and oral fullness. On exam, there are unfortunately no specific findings for Meniere disease. In terms of further studies, audiometry should be performed in all patients with Meniere disease. Specific findings may include low-frequency sensory hearing loss, low and high-frequency sensory hearing loss, and normal hearing in mid-frequency sounds. Vestibular testing should be performed in patients when determining if the patient is a candidate for intervention, and it's also indicated in order to determine if there is bilateral disease. Specific modalities include electronystagmography, or ENG, rotary chair testing, and computerized dynamic posturography. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about a vestibular schwannoma, with differentiating factors being that this will present with asymmetric hearing loss and it will rarely present with vertigo. Also think about a migraine-associated vertigo, with differentiating factors being that this will present with vertigo that is usually present with a migraine. In terms of treatment, conservative and lifestyle options include dietary modification. This is indicated as part of management of Meniere disease. Specific modalities include decreasing salt, caffeine, monosodium glutamate, stress, and alcohol intake. Medical and pharmacologic options include vestibular suppressants. This is indicated in acute vertigo episodes. Specific medications include benzodiazepines, antihistamines such as meclizine, and antiemetics to manage associated nausea and vomiting. Another option is diuretic therapy. This is indicated to decrease endolymphatic hydrops that is not responsive to dietary modifications. Specific medications include hydrochlorothiazide and acetazolamide. Complications related to Meniere disease include falls that may lead to head injury and sensory neural hearing loss. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that most patients have gradual hearing loss. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Meniere disease, Let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. 
a 56-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for dizziness. She says that her symptoms began approximately one month prior to presentation and are associated with nausea and ringing in her ears. She describes her dizziness as a spinning sensation that has a start and end and lasts approximately 25 minutes. The dizziness is severe enough that she cannot walk or stand. Her symptoms are fluctuating, and she denies any tunnel vision or feelings of fainting. However, she has abruptly fallen to the ground in the past and denied losing consciousness. Medical history is significant for a migraine with aura treated with zolmetriptan, type 2 diabetes managed with metformin, and hypertension managed with lisinopril. Her blood pressure is 125 over 75, pulse is 88 beats per minute, and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. On physical exam, when words are whispered into her right ear, she is unable to repeat the whispered words aloud. However, this is normal in the left ear. Air conduction is greater than bone conduction with Rhine testing, and the sound of the tuning fork is loudest in the left ear on Weber testing. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Choice 2. Meniere disease. Choice 3. Migraine. Choice 4. Transient ischemic attack. Or choice 5. Vestibular neuritis. The best answer to this question is choice 2. Meniere disease. This patient's episodic true vertigo Sensory neural hearing loss and tinnitus are characteristic for Meniere disease. Meniere disease is characterized by paroxysmal attacks of vertigo, along with fluctuating tinnitus and sensory neural hearing loss. It is believed that these symptoms are secondary to endolymphatic hydrops, where there is an increased endolymph volume with subsequent distension of the endolymphatic system. This increased endolymph volume explains the fullness sensation within the ear. Vertigo can last several minutes to hours and can result in nausea and vomiting. These attacks vary in frequency and severity and may result in abrupt falls in a small percentage of patients. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo is less likely given that the vertigo episodes are much shorter, typically around 10 to 20 seconds, and are positional. Choice 3. Migraines can result in episodes of vertigo. However, the patient will likely have a migraine headache during the vertigo. In these patients, one also would not find inner ear fullness or sensory neural hearing loss. Choice 4. Transient ischemic attack is usually shorter than Meniere attacks. Also, patients rarely present with dizziness, persistent tinnitus, or hearing loss. Choice 5. Vestibular neuritis is characterized by vertigo, nystagmus, and falling towards the site of the lesion. It typically occurs in post- or peri-infection periods. Patients with this condition do not have hearing loss. Finally, a bullet summary. Meniere disease is associated with episodic vertigo, sensory neural hearing loss, tinnitus, and oral fullness in the ear. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 59-year-old man comes to your clinic accompanied by his wife, complaining of nausea and dizziness. He reports that he is unsure when his symptoms started, but they have been affecting him for a while, 
it began as episodes of unsteadiness and progressed to a feeling of spinning. He cannot tell if his symptoms change with position, but reports that if he does not lie down, he will become nauseous. When asked about other symptoms, his wife reports that she has also noticed the patient has worsening hearing loss. She complains that she is constantly repeating herself, especially if she speaks on his right side. The patient denies this and says that she just speaks too softly. The patient's past medical history is significant for hypertension, alcoholism, and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. His medications include aspirin, amlodipine, and fluticasone salmeterol. He reports he drinks a glass of red wine every night with dinner and smokes a cigar on the weekends. Exam demonstrates horizontal nystagmus. Which of the following is the first-line treatment? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Epley Maneuver Choice 2. Low-salt diet Choice 3. Meclizine Choice 4. Thiamine Or Choice 5. Cranial Nerve 8 Ablation The best answer to this question is choice 2, low-salt diet. This patient is presenting with vertigo, hearing loss, and horizontal nystagmus, suggestive of Meniere's disease, for which the best initial step in management is a low-salt diet. Meniere's disease is caused by an abnormal accumulation of endolymph within the inner ear. Symptoms will include chronic relapsing and remitting episodes of vertigo, sensory neural hearing loss, tinnitus, and nausea. First-line treatment is dietary modifications, specifically a low-salt diet, avoidance of alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine, and a thiazide diuretic. If symptoms persist, ultimate therapy may involve vestibular nerve ablation or a labyrinthectomy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Epley maneuver can be used to treat benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV. Patients will present with vertigo that changes with position without hearing loss or tinnitus. Choice 3. Meclizine can be used to treat other types of vertigo, such as BPPV or viral labyrinthitis. Labyrinthitis can present with similar symptoms to the symptoms of Meniere's disease, but they will be acute and self-limited. There will also be inflammation of the cochlear portion of the inner ear. Choice 4. Thiamine can be used if a patient's history and presentation are suspicious for Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. A history of chronic heavy alcohol use, confusion with confabulation, ataxia, memory loss, and nystagmus are all concerning for thiamine deficiency. Choice 5. Cranial nerve 8 ablation can be used to treat Meniere's disease that is uncontrolled by diet modifications or thiazide diuretics. Finally, a bullet summary. Meniere's disease presents with remitting and relapsing vertigo, tinnitus, and hearing loss, and the best initial step in management is a low-salt diet and possibly thiazide diuretics. For the third question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 56-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with several episodes in which she felt quote-unquote dizzy. She has had these symptoms on and off for the past year, and can recall no clear exacerbating factor or time of day when her symptoms occur. She has a perpetual sensation of fullness in her ear, but otherwise has no symptoms currently. Her temperature is 97.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.4 degrees Celsius. 
Blood pressure is 122 over 77. Pulse is 85 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Cardiopulmonary exam is unremarkable. The patient's gait is stable. Which of the following is also likely to be found in this patient? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Conductive hearing loss. Choice 2. Gradually improving symptoms. Choice 3. Positional vertigo. Choice 4. Sensory neural hearing loss. Or choice 5. Vertical nystagmus. The best answer to this question is choice 4. Sensory neural hearing loss. This patient's chronic ear fullness and vertigo-like symptoms suggest a diagnosis of Meniere disease, which is associated with sensory neural hearing loss. The classic constellation of Meniere disease consists of four symptoms. Episodic dizziness or whirling vertigo, low-frequency sensory neural hearing loss, tinnitus, and a sensation of oral fullness in the ear. These symptoms may or may not develop simultaneously and present in a chronic and undulating fashion. Symptoms are generally not positional and do not resolve on their own. The vertigo episodes of Meniere disease can last hours. Treatment involves salt restriction and diuretics. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Conductive hearing loss would present with lateralization on Weber test to the affected ear and bone conduction would be greater than air conduction on the Rhine test. This is common in otosclerosis, which presents in middle-aged patients with conductive hearing loss that is isolated. Choice 2. Gradually improving symptoms would be expected in vestibular neuritis, such as post-infection persistent vertigo without hearing loss that gradually improves, or labyrinthitis, which presents as post-infection persistent vertigo with hearing loss that gradually improves. Meniere disease is a chronic syndrome that will not spontaneously resolve. Choice 3. Positional vertigo describes benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, which presents with sudden and severe vertigo with changes in the head position. The Dix-Halpike maneuver can provoke an episode, and the treatment involves the Epley maneuver and anticholinergic medications like diphenhydramine. Choice 5. Vertical nystagmus would be expected in a central nervous system stroke, such as in a vertebral basilar stroke, which may present with sudden onset syncope, vertigo, dysarthria, and dystonia. Suspect this diagnosis in an older patient with many risk factors and sudden onset and persistent symptoms. Finally, a bullet summary. Meniere disease presents with intermittent vertigo, ear fullness, and sensory neural hearing loss. That's all for this review about Meniere disease. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. 
We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.